Welcome to the Good Fight Radio Show, a program dedicated to bringing you vital and uncompromised truths that you won't hear in the mainstream media, discussing contemporary issues in light of the Bible and how these issues relate to family, culture, and the church. The heart of this show is to glorify Jesus Christ and expose the works of darkness as he is commanded in Ephesians 5.11. Now here's your host, Good Fight Ministries' own Chad Davidson. Two-time MVP and Super Bowl champion quarterback Aaron Rodgers recently sat down with Aubrey Marcus to discuss his use of the hallucinogenic drug ayahuasca. And we're going to be discussing that as well as others who have used this drug, quite popular artists and so forth, who have used it to open themselves up to the demonic realm. And to discuss all of that with me is none other than the president and founder of Good Fight Ministries and pastor of Blessed Hope Chapel in Simi Valley, California, Pastor Joe Schimmel. Chad, I'm excited about doing this show because it's imperative that our audience is aware that what's the phenomenon that's going on now with the, just the love affair with hallucinogens is actually prophesied in the Bible. We've done a lot of cutting-edge research. Even if you watch our video, They Sold Their Souls for Rock and Roll, the 10-hour version, uh, we make it very clear what the scriptures say about pharmacaea, and we'll get into that as we go. But it's just interesting. This is exactly what we've been warning about for some time. And now we see celebrities promoting it, and the Bible shows us that demonic activity would increase in the last days in connection with mind-expanding drugs. And the scriptures prophesy it. We'll get into that, and it's happening before our eyes. Yeah, and I think one of the interesting things is is that obviously Aaron Rodgers is going to have a huge following. You got the football season right around the corner right now. A lot of people are, you know, oh, I love my football team, and they're watching the guys that they drafted, seeing how they're playing in training camp and, and whatnot. But a lot of people don't realize even Aubrey Marcus and how big he is. In fact, his channel has over three hundred and twenty five thousand subscribers on it, and he's been seeing a lot on Joe Rogan. And Joe, one of the things interesting to use Joe with Joe Rogan there, but one of the things that is interesting when I look at this as a whole is this popularization. Joe Rogan has been a proponent of this over and over again when it comes to pushing, using these psychedelics, using these hallucinogenic drugs in order to open people up. And they think that they're talking to the universe. They think that, you know, maybe even ancestors. We'll, we'll play some clips of them saying it so you don't just say, oh, you know, Chad, you guys are just making this up. No, this is them. They're, mm-hmm. they're the ones saying it. They're telling us what the feelings and the things that they're going through when they're doing this, Joe. But honestly, when we look at it, this popularization, as you mentioned it, as an end times deception, and I'm sure we'll get into that more, but I've been, I've been kind of astounded by how open people are with this lately. Yeah, it's kind of interesting with Joe Rogan, who's incredibly popular, even though he's definitely not a moral conservative at all. <laughs> yeah. He's very loose with uh, morality and what have you. Uh, not the best example at all. In fact, uh, he's leading people into illicit drug use, which I think is important to understand how, I mean, even at the beginning of his show, you get this psychedelic mm-hmm. you know, backdrop. And you've got these monkeys that have dropped down from the trees, scurrying among the, the uh, mushrooms, which is a theory, a ridiculous, foolhardy theory from Terrence McKenna that evolution, you know, basically got a big jump uh, from monkeys to humans, supposedly, as though we were evolved from monkeys. Even scientists don't typically say that. When the monkeys were, according to Terence McKenna, who's kind of like the Timothy Leary, after Timothy Leary had died, there was that vacuum of a, of a leader in hallucinogens, and Terence McKenna filled that void. And uh, his, and, and by the way, Joe Rogan said that he was seeing, watching some comedian, and he mentioned you know, Terence McKenna's line that you know, uh, how he took the mother of all loads. That means you know, drugs. And he wanted to know who Terence was, and he started looking into him. And then he was inspired, his backdrop, at the beginning of the show, along with that all-seeing eye in the middle of his head and little the picture opening you up to the spiritual world, I uh, was probably influenced by this as well, was the idea that these mushroom, these uh, you know, these monkeys were running out of food. So they happened to just look under cow pep, uh cow, you know, cow pads uh, uh on the ground and mud pies, cow pies, and found magic mushrooms. They started eating these magic mushrooms, and all of a sudden they began to hallucinate. They began to grow and become human beings in time. And as ridiculous that is, that believe it or not, people latch onto that theory. And I don't know how strongly Joe Rogan feels about that, but uh, he's mentioned it a few times. And it's, and by the way, I mean, it's basically the same old lie. 
things like you partake of the forbidden fruit, you can become as God. The monkeys partook of the forbidden, you know, uh, mushrooms, and they are on the road to deification, humanity being one of the stops to divinity. You know, it's really interesting, especially, Joe, we're going to be watching the second uh, installment, not installment, it is the second installment, but also the second edit after going through it the first time of our our new video, uh, Marvel and DC's War on God, specifically this one dealing with Doctor Strange. Tomorrow. And one of the things you go over a number of times is also uh, some of the poop eating from Mr. Aleister Crowley. Yeah. And I find it so interesting that that he was really into that. And then you're talking about people eating shrooms that are made underneath cow pies. And it just kind of shows you that Satan is laughing at them. And it's heartbreaking. Because and Crowley was in a drinking blood, which we're going to get into on this show. So. <laughs> it's, a, it's a wide variety. And it's crazy because we could literally do shows like this every single week. Because something comes out with some major person who's into this weirdo stuff. And it's and, being promoted. And it's promoted. And like you said, they're finding these shrooms under cow pies. You're like, oh, we should put those in our mouth. That sounds like just a wonderful idea. And it, it is heartbreaking, but it's dangerous. And one of the reasons we mentioned demonology, even in the title of this, is because of the reality of what they're actually getting in touch with. And, and that is the real key here to understand the spiritual realm that they're really getting involved yeah. with. And before we even get into that, Joe, I think just Aaron Rodgers as a whole is a good place to start because a lot of people don't realize, one, he's completely estranged from his family. In fact, when the fires were happening up in Northern California a few years ago, he had put out a video about raising money for them. And his own brother wrote to him, he's like, you haven't even called your own mom but you're making videos for people who whose houses have been torched. But we're up here and you haven't even contacted us. And a lot of people Seth. have pointed this out that a lot of it has to do with them trying to bring him up as a Christian and him going astray. So I think that maybe just going into some of the backdrop of kind of he, he's a, a perfect case of deconstruction when it comes yeah. to the Christian faith. And not only is it a perfect case of deconstruction, but as you're going to hear him a little bit later in the show describing this ayahuasca experience, one of the things that we learn, and I'm telling you from trying to get through some of John Steingard's tweets without wanting to pull my hair out, uh, he was the guy from uh, Hawk Nelson who deconstructed as well, is that when you just abandon the Christian faith and you go away from Jesus Christ, who is, what is he, the Lagos, <laughs> The things that your mind will be able to come up with, one, and allow demons to, I, I think they're mocking them. I, I mean, really, oh, yeah. they are mocking them. They're they are puppets. making fun of them. They are puppets. And when I see this, and it breaks my heart, but when you're willing to give up the truth of the gospel, I think that all of this kind of just goes right alongside of you are willing to really believe anything. Yeah, you can become so open-minded that your brains fall out, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that's what's happened to many of these people spiritually. In fact, as we know, uh, Aaron Rodgers is a product of the rotten fruit of, you know, Rob Bell and his uh, deconstructionism. We warned about him when most evangelical churches, or many of them anyway, thousands had his, you know, Zoom videos in their in their library, and their kids would watch them. We said, this guy is this guy is being used by the Piper man by the, by Satan, and we warned about that when he was still accepting the church and. It didn't took, take long before uh, he's led all kinds of people astray into universalism, into no longer fearing and, and loving the Lord. And into, a, you know, he even mentioned he's not even at one point he said, I don't even go to church anymore. You know, he led many, many people that began to follow him and became emergent uh, before you knew it. They fell away. I was having people come to me. Man, Joe, help us. The church was all kinds of our people getting into Rob Bell, an emerging church, and they're no longer following the Lord. I was hearing that prior to us radically exposing him. Uh, and he got a hold of Aaron Rodgers. We'll talk about that, I'm sure, a little bit. Yeah, it's interesting because the NUMA videos, as you had mentioned earlier, were in a lot of different youth groups. And I didn't know about this because Rob Bell, by the time that I came to the Lord, you had done already a number of things on Rob Bell, uh, Racing Hell and so forth. And so I didn't grow up in a youth group where I was hearing this guy all the time. But I remember seeing online the video he made against the bullhorn guy, which was basically somebody preaching yeah. the gospel on the street. And I thought, wow, you know, just just from the outset, this is just me being honest. 
what an effeminate man. And I thought, wow, that person doesn't seem to really care about truth or the gospel being presented. I don't know what he's he's talking about, but I thought, wow, this guy's really interesting. And then you had done uh, the Submerging Church, which really did a number on the Emergent Church to where they changed their name to Progressive. Not just you, obviously, but a number of other people that put out um, videos against the Emergent Church where they started running for the hills and they've become the Progressive Church today. I yeah. mean, that's really what they are. And Brian McLaren had said that when it got, hey, we don't hear the Emergent Church anymore. Yeah. Brian McLaren made it clear that they're still ingredients of the same pie. And, the, yeah. and they've snuck in that way. Yeah, and that wasn't long after we put out our video called The Submerging Church. Uh, so uh, we were happy to say, hey, this is really what it is. And not progressive Christianity, it's degressive, it's apostate. But just like Aaron Rodgers became apostate. And when you become apostate, uh, you know, you're open, as you mentioned, Chad, to any kind of demonic voices. And when you open yourself up to, uh, you know, having another state of consciousness, you open yourself up to Satan because the Bible says, be sober, be vigilant. We're called to be sober. So you open yourself up to uh, an altered state of consciousness. You're no longer sober-minded. Be vigilant, sober, vigilant. Your adversary, the devil, walks about as a roaring lion seeking to, you know, devour us, you know? So, uh, and it goes on to say, resist them steadfast in the faith. If you're not steadfast in the faith, if you're not putting the whole armor of God, you'll be devoured. So if you begin to take hallucinogens, which the Bible forbids as being a doorway to the demonic world, you're not only no longer sober-minded, but you are actually basically waving a flag saying, hey, Satan, I surrender to your powers. I'll give you these experiences. And guess what? He'll give you some experiences. Uh, yeah. He might he might bring, oh, he yeah. might be might at an insane asylum, you know, going in a mental hospital, uh, which many people do when they do hallucinogens eventually. Sid Barrett, uh, he was the founder of Pink Floyd. A lot of people don't know the history of Pink Floyd. He's one that named him Pink Floyd. He was the, uh, the guitarist and everything. And he was dropping some LSD and he started dropping more and more LSD before you knew it. He was parked in his garden. And he was, you know, basically, I mean, heartbreakingly, his, his brain didn't work. People said he's in a vegetative state for years and years and years. Uh, only at the end of his life, just before his death, did he come out of that to a degree. Uh, and very, very heartbreaking. And, and that's happened all over the place. I mean, Timothy Leary, who was basically a follower of Satanist Lester Crowley, but he was the hero of the drug revolution of the hippie movement celebrated the Harvard, defrocked Harvard uh, University professor that started turning his people on to LSD. Well, he said, he talked about, and I've got his book called Flashbacks, which is, you know, on LSD. And he talks about not only Crowley and stuff, but he talks about how, uh, you know, he talks about a man and one of his experiences and he thought he, he was acting like a gorilla, jumping all over the place and then jumped almost to his death uh, off of a, uh, off of a building. No, it, it is, it is incredible. I mean, we're all this stuff, really leads and the like you said you know being so open-minded that your brain falls out and you guys are going to get to see that but i wanted to go over um as he mentioned just a little bit of his relationship with rob bell because that was something that joe you had pointed that out um man 2014 maybe 2015 somewhere around there hey this guy's getting connected to rob bell he's going to have some different views and, and so forth and we actually put an article out about this when he had gone on Danica Patrick's show and denigrated the God of the Bible. But before that, his his hanging out with Rob Bell all started when, it's so interesting how this works, but his football coach invited Rob Bell to speak. And that's very common uh, in a lot of sports teams. They'll invite different you know, religious leaders, some Christian, but a lot of people all over the place, Tony Robbins or whatever you uh, might have you, to come speak to their team. Uh, and that's where Aaron Rodgers ended up meeting Rob Bell. He was really into what he was talking about. He's like, I'll check this guy out to the point where they actually started a relationship. You can see them pictured going out surfing or reading different books together. And Rodgers actually mm. endorsed Rob Bell's book, How to Be Here. And this is was what he stated on the book. He said, quote, listing all the ways in which Rob has positively impacted my life would take up too much space. So I'll simply say that he has inspired me to live life with a deeper level of appreciation and to love people with a greater awareness of our connectivity. Now, obviously, Joe, that doesn't sound like, man, this guy really encouraged me to read the scripture, dig into the word and have a greater love for our triune God. It seems like uh, it took him off on a. Yeah, it sounds like the serpent in the tree the tree of knowledge of good and evil to me, you know, the Bible says, you know, see to it that none of you are 
deceived from the, your simple devotion to Christ to receive a different Jesus, different gospel, different spirit, even as Satan deceived Eve in the garden. And it's interesting because in flashbacks by Timothy Leary, the top drug guru of American history, uh, who, by the way, said on a, in a PBS interview, which we show in our video, they sold their souls for rock and roll all those years ago, when, even when it's called Rock and Roll Sources, New Age Revolution, that uh, Timothy Leary is on PBS saying he's completing a Lester Crowley, Satanist Lester Crowley's mission and his philosophy, do what thou wilt. And he was turning all the kids on to the hallucinogens that the Bible said would come. What's interesting, in flashbacks, Timothy Leary, who would also show himself under serpents and 666 and so forth, identifying with the Antichrist and uh, the beast, Master Therion, which Crowley called himself. Uh, Timothy Leary, by the way, uh, he said in his book, he talked about discussing with Aldous Huxley, right? Wrote Doors of Perception uh, from Blake's poem, uh, The Grandson, or it gets too deep, but the two of them talked about how the drug hope prohibition in America was much like God's prohibition of not partaking of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Interesting they made that connection because a Satanist, Alessandro Crowley, said this in his book, The Book of the Law. He said, I'm the snake uh, that gives knowledge and delight and bright glory and stirs the hearts of men with drunkenness to worship me, take wine and strange drugs, whereof, uh, whereof I will tell my prophet, be drunk thereof. So Crowley was all about using different types of drugs. Uh, he was almost done in, at the end of his life, he was on a lot of heroin and so forth. Uh, followers of his, like Page and others, Jimmy Page of Zeppelin, uh, riddled with heroin for many years of their lives and almost destroyed them. But they're, the, the, the spirit that works through these men is encouraging people to take these illicit drugs. It's the very thing God's word says would happen in the future uh, prophetically, which we'll get into some of those prophecies in, in, a, in a little bit, Jeff. Yeah, no, it's interesting because this connection that he had also with Rob Bell obviously led him to a place where he was no longer believing in the God of the Bible. Yeah. And in fact, even in the interview uh, that that came from or that was quoted about, uh, in um, 2016, I believe it was, he talks about how he has no religious affiliation whatsoever. So then when he did the specific interview with his girlfriend at the time, Danica Patrick, and he's gone through a number of different people since then. Uh, you know, one of them was local right here from Simi Valley High School. Where I used to coach wrestling. And uh, now you have a situation. And here's one of the things that he stated. Joe, and this is right, man, we were just starting out at the podcast, I think, and you were doing, you were covering this on, uh, on Sundays about how a loving God can, there can be a hell under a loving God. But this was something that he stated on that show, quote, I don't know how you can believe in a God who wants, there's the big problem there, who wants to condemn most of the planet to a fiery hell. What type of loving, sensitive, omnipresent, omnipotent, being wants to condemn his beautiful creation to a fiery hell at the end of all of this. So automatically you have Aaron Rodgers coming out during this interview, not only denigrating the one true God, but also denigrating anyone who could believe in a God that, and by the way, this is, this is a straw man anyways, wants to condemn, wants to condemn all these people as if that's God's ultimate goal. There's no wanting there in the sense that he wants to condemn all these people. In fact, he was not even willing to withhold his son. Unless you're a Calvinist, but go on. Yeah, but he we'll was not even. Week the week after. Yeah, he was not even. I mean, he was willing to give his only son Amen, for us. Bro. That's Absolutely. the love of God. And you have him with this caricature of God. I mean, absolutely just an affront to an, a, any proper understanding of the biblical truth. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing, uh, a diabolical caricature of the thrice holy God who defines himself in 1 John 4, 8 and 1 John 4, 16, God is love. And then in verses 9 and 10, right after he says God is love in 1 John, uh, we read that we know, that love was manifested and we know love. How do we know love? That he gave his son for us and that Christ died for us. God became a man. Uh, man makes a choice. You have to go through a bunch of hurdles to get to hell. Chad, you have to go against the God-given conscience it's God's giving you, that God has given you. You have to get, go against the witness of creation, that there's a powerful God that we're accountable to. And the Bible says those that you know suppress the knowledge of the truth, they're without excuse. You have to jump that hurdle. You have to jump the hurdle of the light of Christ, which according to John 1, 9 and late, is the heart of everyone that comes into the world. There's all these hurdles you have to cross and you have to get over to get to hell. You have to trample underfoot the blood of Christ, Hebrews chapter 10, verses 26 
uh, through 31 or any light that would bring you to the blood of Christ. Uh, you have to uh, jump over, you know, the hurdle of the Holy Spirit who convicts the world of sin. So you have to do a whole lot to be separated from Christ forever. But when you're separated from Christ and you want nothing to do with the one true God who made you, God is light. In him, there's no darkness at all. That's bliss is being in the presence of the of, of the one true God forever and ever. But all that's left to you outside of Christ is outer darkness. And we have eternal souls. And if we choose that path, uh, we're we're choosing to reject the fact that God, as you mentioned, Chad, became a man and he suffered hell on the cross for us. It became dark. He was thirsty. I thirst. You know, my God, my God, why hast thou separated or why, why hast you forsaken me? Uh, he went through all these radical experiences for all of us. But if we say, no, I don't, I want to reject Jesus Christ and do my own thing and be my own God and do what thou wilt. Well, then guess what? You are going to reject the sacrifice that was made on your behalf and you're going to have to suffer the consequences for eternity. That's your own choice. But the one true God, it says that he's slow to anger, that he's long suffering. Greek word for long suffering is macrothumas and thumas where you get temperature or, or a thermometer, like, you know, heat rising. Macro means long or big. It's long suffering, you know, God's got a very slow wick, but guess what? He is God. And if you have no gods before him, so yes, you'll fall under his judgment. If you try to be God, because that's rebellion against his kingdom. Uh, he is an incredibly beautiful God, but Aaron Rodgers has it wrong when he says his beautiful creation. Uh, well, his creation can become evil. That's what Satan did. I will exalt myself above the throne of God. You know, you know, I will, I'll be like the most high God. And then all those follow Satan's directives, the prince of power of the air, they become little devils and the heart's deceitful, the Bible says, and, and desperately wicked. Who can know it? So guess what, Aaron and others, you're not such a beautiful creation when you reject life and light and don't even call your own mom. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a really sad reality and it's going to be interesting. You know, it, it reminded me in listening to him and we're going to play this clip. It's a, it's a little longer, but we're, we're going to have a different, a couple different things we want to examine in this. But I, I thought it was so interesting that, you know, when we think of John Lennon and the Beatles and stuff, you know, their song, All You Need Is Love, right? Mm. But then what was their, <laughs> they couldn't even stand each other, no. right? They couldn't even be together. It's just so interesting. Hated on each other. Um, you know, the hypocrisy that they can't seem to follow their lyrics to their own songs. But, and, and that is the feeling I got from listening to Aaron Rodgers. And I listened to the whole interview earlier today as well. And just some of the mindlessness, but also you can see it, it, this is demonic, Joe. When we're going to play this clip, I just want you guys to see what's happening here when you're listening to them describe their experiences, both of these guys describing their experiences and the fact that Aaron Rodgers credits his two MVP trophies, very similar to Tom Brady crediting his wife being a witch. Very interesting. The two best quarterbacks of this generation both saying that, I'm just saying that's kind of weird. Both crediting this. Listen to him, credit this, and see where, as you're watching this clip, see where these demons tell them to look. Check this out. One of the core tenets of your mental health is that self-love. And that's what ayahuasca did for me, was help me see how to unconditionally love myself. And... It's only in that unconditional self-love that then I'm able to truly be able to unconditionally love others. Mm -hmm. Before you had your two and two MVP seasons back to back. So for anybody thinking like, oh man, do these psychedelics, are you going to do them and then you're gonna, not going to want to do what you want? So many people say that, like, I don't want to do that. I'm a boxer. And, you know, I'm worried that if I, if I, you know, do ayahuasca, I won't want to box. It's like, no, if you're supposed to be a boxer, it's going to be, tell you how to be a better boxer. It's like, you really shouldn't worry about it. If you're doing what you're here to do, it's just going to tell you how to do it better and remove the obstacles from you doing it better. And that was like, you know, and you can tell that story, but that obviously was the case of the first time you did ayahuasca because you went out there on the field, had two MVP seasons back to back. Yeah, I don't think it's a coincidence. Uh, I really don't. I don't really believe in, in coincidences at this point. It's the universe... Uh, you know, bringing things to happen when they're supposed to happen. And there's signs and synchronicities all around us at all times if we're awake enough to to see them and to take them in and to listen to our intuition when it's speaking to us or, you know, pounding us in the head saying, hey, dummy, wake up. This is, you know, what you're supposed to be doing. Um, it was a it was a magical 
magical uh, first night um, of just surrendering to any of the lessons uh, that needed to come through through the grandmother spirit of the vine and and it was a it was a very deep and meaningful uh, couple nights uh, ceremony and I came back and knew that I was never going to be the same um, and like you said it, it doesn't you don't do that and then not for me I didn't do that and think oh I'm never playing football again no it it gave me a deep and meaningful uh, appreciation for life and my intention the first night going in was I want to see what I want to feel what pure love feels like. That was my intention. And I did. Mm. I really did. I had a magical experience with uh, the sensation of feeling a hundred different hands on my body imparting a blessing of love and forgiveness for myself and gratitude for this life from what seemed to be my ancestors. Well, Joe, there is a lot to unpack there, whether it is the lie of self-love. It's so interesting. They will use uh, this vocabulary with a different definition of the words, but, but nonetheless you have, let, let's, I guess we could break this down almost into three parts here because we have the idea of self-love. We have the idea of just surrendering uh, to the grandmother spirit of the vine, which is ayahuasca, as was what he's calling spirit it. Spirit of the vine. Spirit of the vine. The grandmother yeah. spirit of the vine. Grandmother. And yeah. then you have a sensation where he felt a hundred different hands imparting something into him before he had his two MVPs. I mean, that's a lot to break down, but let's yeah. try to break it down for people that well, are. Well, quickly, because uh, <laughs> we have a, a, a penchant to, you know, elaborate on things because we aren't a superficial show we want to get in depth and things and mm -hmm. that's why so many people do appreciate our what we dig into the scriptures and what's going on in popular culture but uh just the self-love thing let's do with that real quick you know uh <laughs> aaron Rodgers has plenty of self-love already that's the bible warns that last days men will be lovers of self you know covetous boasters proud blasphemers disobedient to parents unthankful unholy without natural affections, truce breakers, false accused, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, I'm spiritual, but denying the power thereof, the one true God, right? From such turn away, it says, so uh, the, Jesus said we must deny ourselves if we're going to follow him and take up our crosses daily and follow him. Uh, and, uh, you know, the scriptures warn that in the last days, there would be this inordinate amount of self-love. That's what Satan's all about. Hey, Eve, you can become a god. You know, you can become God. Just partake of this forbidden fruit. And I just think it's interesting. Back to the warning in 2 Corinthians 11. It's very pertinent for our days that the as a serpent beguiled Eve, Paul says, I fear lest your minds would be deceived from your, your devotion to Christ to believe a different gospel. But then it goes on to say, that's in verses 2 through 4, but 13 through 15 goes on to say about Satan's ministers, how they transform themselves into ministers of light. And it says, no wonder for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of enlightenment or an angel of light. So he comes saying, hey, I'm going to enlighten you, Aaron. You know, now that you're in rebellion to God and you're taking these hallucinogens, hey, I'm going to give you some, some wonderful light. And he says, they seem to be my ancestors. Well, how would he know that? Has he met his ancestors before? No. Has he seen even pictures of them? No, he wants to believe that because you don't want to believe you've opened yourself up to demonic entities. You can type in, just you could do a YouTube search on ayahuasca or, or DMT, magic mushrooms, and just type in demons, type in dragons. You'll see, uh, by the way, uh, you know, the grandmother, they try to make it look so friendly, grandmother ayahuasca, uh, it's demonic. In fact, the scriptures warn about that. In fact, over and over and over again, they'll admit over and over again, oh yeah, you'll have all kinds of demonic entities that you'll run into. I've seen over and over again, not just today, but I've researched this over and over again, over and over again, they say, yeah, you're in touch with these demons, but these demons are good because they feed on your negative energy and they get you to deal with your life. And they really are friendly helpers many times, they'll say. But they also often, Chad, will identify ayahuasca. You could just do a Google search, ayahuasca serpent, ayahuasca dragon. They'll often say it comes in the form of a serpent or the form of a dragon. Yeah, it's funny because even the very guy he was on the show with discussing it, he has an entire documentary on ayahuasca, and guess what they call it? Yeah, 
the dragon in the subtitle yeah the subtitle. That. that's right no so it's interesting you chad because in revelation chapter 12 verse 9 it speaks of satan and it says the serpent of old the dragon satan the devil who deceives the whole world why does god give us that imagery because satan appears with that imagery he'll appear as an angel of light but then he'll unmask himself i think this is quite interesting because the top uh, for instance drug guru that had the most influence on, for instance, appears Joe Rogan, as far as some of his philosophies, it seems, and others, uh, Ter- Terrence McKenna. Uh, his brother, Dennis McKenna, is a chemist who's, you know, very much been involved in these drugs as well. Uh, he wrote an interesting book that I have. It's a biography, basically talking a lot about his brother called The Brotherhood of the Screaming Abyss. I almost bought it to, or brought it. I have it. Very thick book. But in this, it's interesting because in Big Sur, not far from us, at the Esalon Institute, New Age Institute, also at Santa Barbara College, not far from us, uh, McKenna, along with Albert Hoffman, who discovered LSD, the Swiss chemist, him and many others would talk about the benefit of taking these hallucinogens and so forth. But a lot of people don't know. I'm not sure that Joe Rogan knows that while Terrence McKenna was pushing these drugs on all kinds of people, including young people, he himself was terrified of them and stopped taking them for the most part because of the demonic experiences that he was having. having. So we've got the goods, man. We've got the scripture, which we're going to get into more and more. But we've got their own experiences you see over and over again. In fact, listen to what his brother stated. He stated that, uh, and by the way, uh, I'm going to skip something I really want to get into. We're going to have to do just a whole thing on on, on drugs, <laughs> maybe a whole video. Yeah, we want expose. to do that anyways. Yeah. But he states, uh, Ter- uh, Terrence's, this is Dennis McKenna, his brother Terrence McKenna, his pivotal existential crisis came abruptly. And he says sometime in 88 or 89, and he writes about how it was a mushroom trip they shared, I'm talking about him and his, his gal, uh, that was absolutely terrifying for Terrence. It was terrifying because for some reason, the mushrooms turned on him. So Aaron's talking about these, oh, I think they were ancestral spirits, a hundred of these hands, you know, so that'd be 50 of his ancestral spirits, all in the spiritual world, right? The gentle wise, now this is what his brother writes, the gentle wise is to what was reported by Terrence, right? The gentle wise, humorous mushroom spirit. First, it appeared to him a gentle and wise, even a humorous mushroom spirit. He had come to know and trust as an ally and teacher because he was channeling this entity to the all kinds of people that he was introducing in hallucinogens more than anybody during that time period. Ripped back the facade to reveal an abyss of utter existential despair. Terrence kept saying, so Kat told me that it was, quote, a lack of all meaning, a lack of all meaning. And this induced panic in Terrence and probably I speculate the feeling that he was going mad. He couldn't deal with it. Kat's efforts to reassure him were fruitless. After that experience, after that experience, he never again took mushrooms. Uh, And he took other psychedelics such as DMT and ayahuasca only on rare occasions and with great reluctance. Goes on to say the the trickster mushroom had betrayed him. He could no longer take them as the prospect that they might present to him was a too terrifying. This We've been warning about this all along. These are demonic entities that God's word warns about. Pharmacaea in the last days would open the world up, the demonic world, and these demons come as angel light. But when before I was a Christian, and I was doing hallucinogens, and I was taking LSD off and on along with other drugs. But when I take LSD, Chad, that was like just a direct door to the demonic experience. I mean, I didn't believe in demonic entities, but I looked in the mirror one time after doing LSD, I, Came home at like 3 a.m. in the morning, you know, I was living with my parents, 16, 17 years old. I'm looking in the mirror and my eyes are looking at me, but the blacks, my eyes were like just the devil looking at me like, you're, I've got you, you're destroyed. And I'm like, I don't believe in the devil. I'm like, I'm looking away. I'm like, and those eyes, not my eyes, but the blacks in my eyes were not me. And I was, I'd open myself up to the demonic world. And it was just pure, like burning black fire hatred. I cannot even describe it. It was like an infernal intense like a roaring lion demonic you're dead i hate you and i'm like what what and i was and i'm like and then i tried to ignore it went home or when i was home but i went into my room all my zeppelin posters man plant like this and page playing with the dragons i was like everything it opens you up to the other demonic world like i see it was all satanic I'm like i don't believe it's satan how come all this is so obviously satanic and i shook it off after i got done with my lsd trip tried to forget about it but i'd opened myself up to these demonic entities began channeling all kinds of lyrics that pushed drugs like dsl love me baby do you still love me but it was dsl it was lsd backwards i was messing with 
writing backwards like Crowley had taught, not even knowing who Crowley was at the time, channeling all kinds of demonic lyrics, pushing hallucinogens and so forth. And I opened myself up to the demonic world, Chad. And when I cried out to God in the midst of one of my paralysis experiences with that humming, by the way, DMT, a lot of people that go through with technicalized drugs, they talk about not only paralysis, but they talk about this humming sound that goes through your head. Yeah, you're opening yourself up to the demonic world. Exactly what the Bible warns about. And when I cried out to Christ, when I got deliverance from uh, turning to the one true God and began reading the scripture, I'm like, wow, God warns about all this. Yeah, it sounds like the pi- piper was calling you to join him, so to That's speak. That's right, right yeah. out stairway to heaven, right? Yeah. yeah. No, and, and it's interesting because as we're talking about Aaron Rodgers, it was actually a mushroom trip that Aaron Rodgers used to open a conversation with Aubrey Marcus, the guy who he would admit all of this on his show, brag about it really, on this show. And he told him, oh, I had this mushroom trip with my friends on the beach and it was the greatest thing. And that was his relationship with this new guru, Aubrey Marcus, this popular guru online, Aubrey Marcus. He's talking with him and this started their relationship. And in fact, he went off on his own ayahuasca trip with Aubrey Marcus. And I I think this is something that most people are not discussing. Sadly enough, we could warn about drugs all day and we could sit there and go and and preach at the rescue missions. We've done that right at Teen Challenge and so forth and warn about that. But so many people are missing the key ingredient of the spiritual reality of the demonic realm. That's right. That's right. So many people. And, And I've read shamans online that also, and this, hey, I, you know what? I have to be honest. I have to be truthful, which I believe the scriptures teach. So many people think it's totally fine to, you know, spark up their bong load and smoke weed and say, oh, I feel closer to God doing that. And that itself is witchcraft as well. You can call it whatever you want, but you are performing witchcraft as well. And you're thinking, oh, those really bad ayahuasca trips, but let me smoke this bong load. It's totally fine. Guys, you are get knee deep right in marijuana. It's not like it's a new invention. They found joints rolled up in mummy tombs. Like yeah. people have been doing this stuff for quite a long time, and you cannot possibly be sober and vigilant while stoned out of your mind. It is an absolute impossibility. And when you disobey the commandments of God, not only for witchcraft, but also in your own sobriety, what you are doing is leaving that door open for Satan himself. And as I had mentioned, and Joe has mentioned, Crowley wrote specifically about smoking weed in order to open yourself up to the demonic realm. You can read shamans online that people go, why are the people pushing this down? Joe Rogan himself with Miley Cyrus across from him. And Joe, I, I think this is important because you said this too. And it made me think about it. When you were doing all those things, you didn't think I'm open to myself at the demonic realm. This is just the universe. This is just my subconscious mind. Joe Rogan said the same kind of stuff right to Miley Cyrus when talking about drugs. He said, I love looking at the devil face to face. I love seeing that stuff. And you mm. may think, Joe, oh, maybe this is just... Uh, maybe this is just the universe talking to me or whatever, my subconscious, but Satan is using you like a tool as it says he will. And in Ephesians 2, 2, he will work through the children of disobedience. And that's what's going on. And anyone caught up in that, I'm praying for you because that stuff is no joke. Yeah. In fact, the ancient Chinese uh, prohibition against marijuana states because it opens you up to the, the demonic spirits. Uh, in fact, it's interesting, a, a book that's come out not too long ago. Uh, that was tell your children, you know, uh, from a New York Times, former New York Times uh, journalist. Uh, he shows how uh, schizophrenia, there's a rise in schizophrenia with those who use marijuana. And they, that's a psychological term trying to explain away demonic possession or mm-hmm. hearing demonic voices and so forth. Uh, and it's interesting because Crowley, his, his uh, 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 writing on hashish, I think it's titled hashish, is all about, which is derivative from marijuana, uh, is all about how you'll realize your divinity through smoking marijuana. And I know before I was a Christian, when I spoke pot, I had all kinds of thoughts that were alien thoughts that were not my thoughts, but that were thoughts from uh, now I understand the spiritual world. And at first, you know, oh, well, it's good for anxiety. Really? Uh, look at the studies on marijuana anxiety. In fact, you laugh at first. In fact, you're put at ease to a degree. There may be, a, and there is a lack of anxiety at, uh, your first uh, few times higher or so, but eventually you get greater and greater anxiety, the, sh- the stories that the uh, uh, studies show. Uh, and, and so we're talking about it. And if you say, well, isn't there some good to be derived from the plant? Uh, yeah. If you can isolate, uh, which I don't have time to get into all, but the CBD, if you isolate the drugs that cause you to hallucinate or cause you to have, and there's a degree of hallucination with marijuana to one degree or another, 
uh, a hallucinatory type aspect or that mess with the mind from that which is strictly medical, uh, that can be done. But you can get that in pill form at a hospital even uh, and not get high. Uh, but to use the excuse why well, I got to get high because that's how I really get help. You really got to be careful because you're opening yourself up to the demonic world, we believe. And I think it's really important. Like, Chad, here's a couple of those quotes I mentioned. This is a very popular book called The Cosmic Serpent. On page 55, it talks about, gives an account of, uh, you know, one user of, of uh, uh, it's about uh, under the use of inspiration of ayahuasca by anthropologist Michael Harner. Uh, I learned that the dragon-like creatures were thus inside all forms. It talks about how these dragon-like creatures said that they were fleeing in, on earth to escape their enemy that was not on the earth. Sounds like rebellious spirits and that they were taking habitation in life forms. And I was reading, I was looking at one gal's experience not too long ago uh, under ayahuasca where she was warning people uh, about, how, about how she won't take it again and how she opened herself up to all these demonic entities. And I noticed the first comment, it's a comment that's put in order because of the popularity of the comment. It had almost 1,995 or so comments uh, uh, or 995 thumbs up, right? And the guy actually says, my findings over 30 years of ayahuasca ceremonies are different. In many ceremonies, because he's saying they're not really bad. Mine where he says, I repeated encounters. He goes, I had repeated encounters with demonic creatures. <laughs> and each time I fought an inner battle against them, which always ended in me puking my soul out of my body. One day I chose a different path. I faced them and I asked who they are. And the, the answer was, and we are, we are here to help you. Another being a dragon. Uh, that I couldn't get rid of despite all my efforts, including energetic purification by the shaman, told me, you can't throw me out because I belong to you. This is just so satanic, guys. Shadow beings, demons, whatever you want to call them, they feed on bad energy. goes on to say a little bit further, the helper demons cleanse us, taking the negative energies out of us. They, they make us sweat, puke, scream, cry, whatever helps us get rid of energetic baggage uh, we are carrying with us. And so we need our demons, and the demons free us from old bad energy, I'll send, you know, how duped are you when you, and, and this gets all these thumbs up because a lot of other ayahuasca people have these demonic experiences, but they're trying to say the demons are really good. That We want these demonic spirit guides. And man, Satan is just playing these people like flutes. And it's exactly what the Bible says would happen in the last days. In fact, I should probably quote that scripture. And the great dragon was thrown out, Revelation 12, 9. The great dragon, Satan, was thrown out. The serpent of old, who was called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world, he was thrown down to the earth. And his angels were thrown down with him. Uh, listen to some of the scriptures that talk about uh, sorcery, magic, opening yourself up to the demonic world. Uh, when you look at the scripture, we read pharmakeia is the Greek word pharmakos, pharmakon, variations of the same uh, Greek word from which we get pharmaceuticals and pharmacy. And in this context, these scriptures are warning in the last days about illicit drug use, mind-expanding drugs that open you up like sorcery and magic to the demonic world. And the Bible is rife with these scriptures. In fact, in 80% of the scriptures that warn about this are in the book of Revelation, uh, indicating that we're talking about the last days when this would become very, very prominent. But the one that's not in Revelation is Galatians 5, 19 through 21, when it mentions the deeds of the flesh, which those who engage in them and practice them, it warns will not inherit God's kingdom. That's how serious this is. It says, now the deeds of flesh are evident, which are immorality, it mentions a bunch of others, and then it mentions sorcery uh, and things like these, of which I forewarn you, just as I forewarned you, that those who practice such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Do you want to enter the kingdom of God? Do you want to inherit the kingdom of God? You need to turn, you know, turn away from this. But listen to the scriptures in Revelation, Chad. Revelation 9.21, when God's judgments are being poured out, the trumpet judgment specifically, it says, and they, speaking of the final generation of this age, did not repent of their murders nor their sorceries, nor their immorality, nor their thefts. By the way, did you ever notice that stealing, sorcery, uh, murders, they all go together, you know? People that are oftentimes into drugs are also into thefts to support their drug use, into murder and what have you. Not all the time, but oftentimes. Revelation 18, 23, dealing, Chad, with the whore of Babylon, uh, the great merchants were the, the, the merchants were the great men of the earth. These are the drug traffickers, the, the people of high influence that facilitate drug traffickers. And what are they doing in the end times? What are they doing right now? What are these drug cartels doing and people that facilitate them? It says, for your merchants were the great men of the earth. And this speaks right before the judgment of Babylon, the whore of Babylon, because all the nations were deceived by your sorcery. Again, the Greek word pharmakeia. Revelation 21.8, where will the sorcerers go? 
but for the cowardly and unbelieving and abominable and murderers and immoral persons and sorcerers, those who practice pharmacia, and idolaters and all liars. Lying goes a lot with drugs as well. I, I, was, a, I was in drugs and a lot of friends in drugs, and we just all lied, man. Their part will be in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. One more, Revelation twenty two fifteen. Outside, speaking of out God's, and this to me is probably the most, most important part of the show because you're hearing from God's word itself what he says about this issue outside. This means outside of God's holy city, New Jerusalem, when the kingdom of God comes to this planet uh, after the second coming of Christ, the millennial period. Outside of the dogs, that's the sexually immoral perverts, and the sorcerers, those who practice pharmacia, and immoral persons, and the murderers, and the idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices lying. Now, and you know what, with, with all these things, I, I hope they are a sober reminder of the seriousness of all of this, because this is not just simply, oh, let's take this and see if I can achieve whatever goals. And a lot of times it connects to whatever goals that, you know, reality or consciousness or the universe is telling you to be a part of. And when it comes to this, listen to the spin as we play this clip from Megan Fox talking about how her and her boyfriend actually went, Machine Gun Kelly is his name, you'll hear them mention his name, that they actually went out to Costa Rica where we were just recently church planting and went out there and actually did the same drug and listened to the experience that she had and how they try to spin this as if it's in some sort of positive light. Just come back from Costa Rica. Yeah, not long ago. We went to, um, do you guys know what ayahuasca is? Oh, yes. Um, oh, come on. This is Jimmy Kimmel's audience. Y'all know ayahuasca. So we, um, Colson and I went to Costa Rica together to do like a really deep. And, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but Colson is Machine Gun Kelly. Y'all call him Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. But at the crib, she's not, you want a I bottle was... of water, Machine Gun? <laughs> yes, Colson. Um, <laughs> So we went to we went to Costa Rica to do ayahuasca like in a proper setting like with indigenous people and we were in the middle of the jungle and I was thinking because the place we went there's a lot of people like I don't know if LeBron James is ever gone but it's like a place where like they're like these kinds of people go here to do ayahuasca so I was thinking it was like glamping or something like that it's still going to be like a some kind of five star experience and you get there and you really are in the middle of the jungle and you don't get to eat after like 1 p.m., you have to walk a very far distance to get your water. You can't shower because they're in a drought, so you can't use the water, obviously. Like, you need to respect the rainforest. Mm -hmm. um, nothing glamorous about it. It's all a part of sort of making you vulnerable so that you surrender to the experience. And the entire thing starts with something called vomitivo. I hope I'm allowed to divulge this, that it's okay that I share, but oh. I'm encouraging it. Um, so you go, and we were with 20 other strangers, and you all line up at, like, the, the edge of the rainforest over this weird fence and you go three by three and you drink lemongrass tea until you like by not your own volition just vomit everything out of your body so you so start, you have to vomit there's no way around you that can't part. get out of it and you have to vomit a certain amount before they let you get back with everybody so you're like cheering on everyone as they like their up. and as like what we do obviously we were like oh, i don't know i'm not am i ready to just like throw up in front of all of these people but it's such a good bonding experience and <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but but that gets you ready to then go into the ceremony that night because you're like, I my vanity is gone. I've just done this in front of all of these strangers, and like now I'm ready to like really open up. So we did it for three nights. It was incredibly intense. I went to everybody's journey is different. The second night, I went to to hell for eternity. Um, yeah, and to okay. just knowing eternity is. Um, like t torture in itself because there was no beginning, middle, or end. So you have like a real ego death. Wait, wait, now, now how do you arrive and understand that that's what the moment is? Because is there a sign, next exit hell? Is it, I, I mean, it's, I, I was, it's your own psychological hell, basically, is the point of the medicine, right? This is a medicine that goes, it surpasses like anything you could do with talk therapy or like hypnotherapy or any of those things. It just goes straight into your soul and it takes you to the psychological prison that you hold Wow, guys, I mean, That's wicked, you're hearing bro. a lot of things. And sadly, I mean, you're talking about people. And this is a lot of people have done this, Joe. In fact, we shared the gospel with somebody on the streets, not this time, but two times ago, we were in Costa Rica sharing the gospel. And the guy we were sharing with was talking about how this trip brought him closer to God. And it told him God was in all religions and so forth. But but when you listen to that, and, and we talked about this earlier in the show with people eating shrooms under 
that they got underneath, you know, cow poop and, and whatnot. And Satanist Aleister Crowley having people eat poop and blood and vomit and whatnot. And then we look at this and it's literally, hey, before you can take this drug, you have to throw up and vomit in front of everybody. Which is usually your body saying, hey, this isn't good. This, this isn't, isn't good. good to put in your body. And now what God's giving you a warning. And now what we have here is her describing this. And it's to me, it just breaks my heart. It's Satan laughing at them. And then she experienced hell for eternity, she says. By the way, she had some sort of Christian upbringing, seems of a more charismatic um, degree. But nonetheless, you're, you're hearing this and I'm just it breaks my heart because it's like Satan is laughing at you. No, you're vomiting on the ground. Sadly, this happens in fake Christian deliverance ministries, too. People have you vomiting in a bag, you know, mm -hmm. pigs in the parlor and whatnot, and some of that nonsense as well. And it's like Satan just laughing at people. It's really heartbreaking. That's right, Chad. Uh, that word that we're looking at, pharmakeia, pharmacus, pharmacon, where the scriptures warn about this phenomenon in the last days and how the world won't repent of it and it being large scale. Well, we got Megan Fox and you've got Aaron Rodgers saying, help me get my MVP awards and so forth. Yeah, well, Satan offered Jesus the kingdoms of this world, you know? Too bad you couldn't do it on your own, uh, uh, Aaron, you know, without the help of your your hundred hands, you know, that helped you, you know? And then you could really probably feel like you got it on your own. But uh, I'll say this is when you look at this, man, it, it's, it's, it's crazy because when you look at DMT and you look at ayahuasca and so forth, these are derivatives from plants and they're, you know, that are, you know, put together and so forth. And it's interesting because when you look at this biblical word uh, in the Old Testament that's translated witchcraft uh, and the New Testament, I should say the Greek Septuagint, which is a Greek translation of the Old Testament that was in existence in Jesus's day, uh, it uses the word pharmakeia to translate that, that the Hebrew word, makeshep, would be if you put the, 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 the letters together, right, uh, and put some vowels in there, perhaps, uh, that the KJV study Bible says this of, of this particular Hebrew word that's translated pharmakeia into the Greek translation of, of the Old Testament. It says witch, okay? M-E-K-A-S-H-E-P would be the transliteration. Denotes a form of magic. So when you see that word witchcraft or witch in the Old Testament, the root means to cut up. Isn't that interesting? The root word in Hebrew is translated witch, literally meant the Hebrew word to cut up. And it goes on to say, and thus may refer to one who cuts up herbs and brews them for magical purposes, Greek pharmaca drug. So when we think of, you know, herbs being cut up, we're not talking about health food here, guys. We're talking about open yourself up to these demonic entities, uh, trans, you know, uh, hallucinogens and, and so forth. The term is used in Micah 5.12 for some such material as drugs or herbs used superstitiously to produce magical effects. The noun therefore means enchanter or sorcerer. In fact, in the New Testament, pharmacia, I've seen it translated a dopings, <clears throat> Uh, druggings, uh, witchcraft, magic, because they're because it's an interesting Greek word. We don't really have an English word that translates this, uh, you know, uh, this this one word because it has to do with the spiritual world and witchcraft and using drugs into it. But the Bible does have a biblical word for that. In fact, it's interesting, Chad. The early church fathers, some of these, and the and some of these awesome church fathers uh, that were so awesome in so many ways, they warn about pharmakeia. They warn about, and they also use pharmakeia. They show it as an abortion. A, a drug that was used to cause abortions that was forbidden yeah. by by the early church. And it's interesting, we're talking about the first few centuries of church history. Listen to this quote from Hippolytus in his refutation of all heresies. He says, but neither shall I be silent respecting that piece of knavery of these sorcerers, which consists in divination by means of the cauldron, meaning cutting up drugs. Uh, in fact, also, we have a great quote from uh, Tertullian, who coined the term Trinity, he stated, quote, sorcerers call for spirits. They put dreams into people's minds by the power of the angels and demons whose assistance they have invoked. So it's interesting. They understood there's a connection between the demonic world, cauldrons, and making these drugs and inviting the demonic world, the fallen angels in. And they were far ahead of us in understanding, Chad. But biblically, we know what's going on and we should beware. No, it's interesting because I hadn't put this together, but when you read the Didache, which is one of the earliest doctrines in the, yeah. in the Christian church, some people have it first even in the first century. Some, yeah. Yeah. yeah early, right after the early, late first century. But it actually says this specifically in chapter two uh, regarding gross sin being forbidden. And it says this, 
says, you shall not practice magic. You shall not practice witchcraft. You shall not murder a child by abortion, mm-hmm. nor kill that which is begotten. That's interesting. That's tied when together. You put that together with Hippolytus and Tertullian and so forth. And I'm like, wow, that is, I just had just read that yesterday uh, when Good I was timing, reading bro. it. And I was like, wow, I, it went through my head as you were reading that. And I, it, it is such a heartbreaking thing to listen to all of this and to see this reality that both of them, uh, I mean, I don't know exactly where Megan Fox was in terms of being in the charismatic movement stuff of his child. And then you have Aaron Rodgers, where both of them grew up with some sort of Christian background. And then they're both going over to this now, yeah. after they've been given yeah. you know, the kingdoms of this world, so yeah. to speak. And I don't know where Aaron's at right now. Maybe he's talked to his mom again, but he needs to start talking to the real Jesus now. And he needs to get away if from you these wanna, things. If you want to find love, yeah. Yeah, Albert Hoffman, <laughs> he's the one who just the Swiss chemist who accidentally discovered LSD. And then he purposely took it after he accidentally said, what is this? He wrote a book called LSD, My Problem with Child. And what's very interesting about this book, Chad, is he talks about uh, the one experience that was it, when he purposely took it. He says he felt like his body was seized by a demonic entity. And it was so real, he couldn't be freed, he says, from this demonic entity. And it's interesting he said he had the feeling of an alien being, you know, uh, uh, seizing himself. And it's interesting. Uh, he also says the one common experience uh, it, uh, with that you have in, the encounter through LSD inebriation uh, out of all, there's one common experience he said that's in the studies is the sense of demonic possession. This is the guy who discovered LSD, folks. Uh, this is what the Bible warns about. This is a real spiritual war going on. And we hear about some of the worst warfare that, that's been forbidden, you know, by a lot of countries is chemical warfare. Well, guess what? Satan's using chemical warfare and he's invading the hearts of millions of young people's minds and older people as well. And sadly, Aaron Rodgers, Megan Fox, and many others, and it'll be happening more and more. We've been warning about this. We'll continue to promote it. And may they come to repentance before it's too late. May you mm-hmm. come to repentance. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, if you haven't turned to him yet, it's important that you turn to them and yeah. turn from these drugs. Now, and, and one of the things, Joe, and I know we have one more clip we wanted to show you guys as well. And when you think about, you know, the merchants with their pharmacia, I mm-hmm. mentioned specifically, and you already went through in Revelation 18, verse 23, it's actually mentioned twice there, I believe in verse, uh, in chapter 18. But when you see that, you know, and then we see some of the stuff, even in the big pharma stuff, when you see some of the sneaky things that were going on too, with some doctors getting drugs and extra drugs to people and all these opioids, mm-hmm. And try to go, I mean, we talk about this, we've talked about this a lot, and Westlake is a really nice area where we live, uh, just about, um, you know, 20 minutes from us or so. And when you go by there, just drive by any pharmacy and just lined up throughout the door are typically the helpers of the ladies that are at home waiting for their drugs to get back to them, all this anti-anxiety medicine and so forth. I'm not saying we're anti-medicine at all. That's not true. That's not that's not at all what we're saying, but the reality is the dependence that so many have, have gotten. And I remember when uh, my own wife, when she was saying, yeah, I've had some trouble sleeping whenever after having uh, the baby, she, the doctor said, oh, I'll get you a prescription. And then when she got the prescription, it was like Prozac or something. And she's like, I'm not taking anti-anxiety medication. I'm completely fine. And I thought, wow, this stuff is handed out like yeah, candy it is. and it's heartbreaking. And when it comes to even this ayahuasca trip, uh, that we're talking about from Aaron Rodgers. Then you see what Megan Fox had said that she went through. But then not long after this, Joe, after Megan Fox had announced that her and Machine Gun Kelly, who, by the way, also had a Christian upbringing, very interesting, he even got a tattoo on his back of praying at the end times so that even after he did all these horrible things in his life, when he prayed at the end times that maybe he'll get saved. Really sad to even think about. Yeah, And... You have this going on, these ayahuasca trips, and now where this has led, just as the guy we witnessed to on the street said he went on an ayahuasca trip, and now I can, any, all the God is in every religion and so forth. I'm leaving the Christian upbringing. Now you have a situation. This is the kind of stuff that Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly are into when it comes to their own relationship. It drank each other's blood, my mislead people or like people are imagining us with like goblets and we're like Game of Thrones drinking each other's blood. It's just a few drops, but yes, we do consume each other's blood on occasion for ritual purposes. 
only. <laughs> it is used for a reason and it is controlled where it's like, let's shed a few drops of blood and each drink it. He's much more haphazard and hectic and chaotic where he's willing to just like cut his chest open with broken glass and be like, take my soul. It doesn't not happen, let me tell you. Maybe not exactly like that, but it a version of that has happened many times. Joe, it doesn't sound like it's uh, something that's rare for them. And if I just read that as a quote and didn't play that video, somebody may even accuse us of making that up. Yeah. Somebody even may even accuse us of being satanic panic. There's not these rituals going on where people where lovers are drinking each other's blood. You're crazy. That's not happening. But you're hearing it from them. And this is all interrelated. This is not accidental. All of this stuff, this cutting. When you think of the demoniac at the tombs, what is he doing? He has skin. He has cuts all over him. That's right. Man. And he had legion inside of him. Yeah. Right. And so we see without a doubt, I believe a lot of that stems from Satan hating the fact that we are made in God's image. And when you see this going on, when you see young people having cutting issues, when you see people like Billie Eilish pushing these narratives as well, demonic herself, over and over again, Joe, it's an attack on those who have been made in God's image. And ultimately, the blood that was spilt is not Machine Gun Kelly's in some ritual. It's not Megan Fox in some weird sex ritual that they're doing. But ultimately, the blood that's spilt by Jesus Christ is the only one that actually will redeem. Amen. And, and we see this parallel uh, throughout scripture, Chad, we see uh, you had mentioned the, the demoniac possessed by a legion of demonic entities, uh, and he was being inspired to cut himself and bloodlet, you know, uh, and that was what Satan wanted. He wants us to sacrifice to him. He wants to be worshipped. Uh, in fact, remember the false prophets of Baal or Baal with Elijah. Uh, their God was an answering man because the true God trumped him, and these false prophets of Baal or Baal were cutting themselves over and over again. Uh, and it's interesting because Kelly, she also says, I read tarot cards or Megan Fox, I should say. She says, I read tarot cards. These are cult reading cards and I'm into astrology and I'm doing all these metaphysical practices and meditations. And I do, and that's helped myself up to the demonic world, those med weird meditations and drugs. I do rituals of new moons and full moons and all these things. I do. So when I do it, uh, she says, it's the passage uh, that is used for a reason and it's controlled. Uh, there's like, let's shed a few drops of blood. And, and with each other and drink it. And and she's saying, he's saying basically, take my soul. Well, who's he saying, take my soul to? That's definitely not the one true God. It's these demonic entities that appears. And obviously uh, we're looking at, you know, uh, she looks like she's into a lot of Crowleyan type stuff. And that's the celebrities of the day. That's how they're empowered. A lot of them, she and, and Machine Gun Kelly, they're apostate. They don't recognize Christ in, in their lives in reality, that one true God and they're in rebellion to his word. But a lot of these, I mean, now Lester Crowley, his dad was a Christian evangelist. Satan loves to use people that have that kind of background because he instills in them a hatred toward God. And they'll go further oftentimes than many others. In fact, uh, May, Megan Kelly said of Christians, you know, she says, well, after Transformers, she goes, if Megatron came, you know, to destroy the planet or take the planet, you know, she goes, you know, maybe it's not just we fight them off. Maybe it's like, let's make a deal. You know, maybe you take the Bible thumpers, you know, we give them to you and some others she mentions. Uh, so there's an antichrist spirit that is enlivened or that finds free reign in people that open themselves up to more and more. So what these drugs do is they basically open people up to being possessed by legions of demonic entities. And of course, Satan will sometimes keep his cool, the demonic entities, to one degree or another, through especially celebrities, because he doesn't want the jig to be all up. Uh, and he still tries to pierce angel of light. But guess what? When you look closely at their experiences, whether it was Jimi Hendrix, songs coming through him, you know, Lucy in the sky with diamonds. John Lennon said he was possessed. He's like a, a, a temple of spirits coming in and out. Uh, Jimi Hendrix saying, you know, I mean, you got purple haze in my brain. Somehow things don't seem the same. Talks about being like under a spell of, of this hallucinogen. And he talks about how songs just came out of him and how he was really tormented by evil spirits that he told his girlfriend, Fane Pridgen, that he wanted to get cast out of him at times. This is a very real phenomenon, you guys. And if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm encouraging you right now, man. You're listening. You can say, well, praise God. Thank God. Or you can say, thanks. I'm so grateful. I don't do those things, you know, but at the same time, you're still spoken pot. Well, listen to what we we're saying earlier in the broadcast, or you're saying, well, I'm not doing those things, but you're getting drunk. You know, well, the Bible says it warns about how even when you get drunk, it says in the book of Proverbs, you'll see strange things and strange women. And you'll say, what happened? You know, last night, I don't remember it with all these bruises on you. You still open yourself up to the spiritual world. Hence the term spirits for alcohol. 
because all you have to do is alter your state of consciousness and that makes you no longer sober and opened up to Satan's powers. So, you know, Chad and I, we encourage you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, man. He is Lord. He's the name that's above every name. Uh, yeah, Satan is rebellion to him along with these fallen angelic entities who are seeking to get more and more of the world under his power. But there's an interesting scripture. It's beautiful. The Bible says, greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. If God is for us, who could be against us? And that we're more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. But you know what? You can't share in the victory that Christ had in his death, burial, and resurrection for our sins and dying for every crime, every crime that you committed against God. You can't have victory over, over that except through faith in Christ. It says this is the victory. This is our victory of how we overcome the world, even our faith. So you need to put trust in Christ. And we just implore you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, if you're not saved, we challenge you, man. Get right with God. Because the Bible says, you know, the Bible says, you know, that you'll have no excuse before God and every mouth will be shut. You'll have no excuse. The, the evidence is all here. The prophecies are here. We've shared many of them already that this would be happening. That's because God knows the end from the beginning. The question is this. I know I'm just a smidgen of Italian, but it comes out sometimes. I knock things down when I talk, you know. But we want to encourage you uh, right now to recognize that you're you're doomed without Christ, man. If you're doing your own thing and you're living your own life the way and, and rebellion to God, you have, the Bible says that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, whether they're on the earth or under the earth in hell or in heaven. Everyone's going to confess Jesus Christ as Lord. Joe Rogan, one day on his knees, will be confessing that Jesus Christ is Lord. Same with Satanist Alester Crowley. Same with Anton LaVey, the head of the Church of Satan. Same with uh, you know Adolf Hitler, whether in hell or on earth or in heaven. But if you confess him as your Lord right now, you'll be in his presence forever, recognizing that he is your Lord and Savior. The Bible says, if we believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, and we confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, he's our master, the Bible says, we'll be saved. The Bible says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So we encourage you right now to call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and turn to him as your Lord and Savior, and you'll be saved, man, because you know what we're saying is true, and you need to be saved before it's too late. In fact, if you turn to Christ and you and you find deliverance from him and, and become part of the family of God, which is millions and millions strong, go ahead and leave a comment, get in touch with our ministry. We send you some resources to help you out for free. Uh, we love you, and we love all of our brothers and sisters in Christ. Keep pressing on in Jesus and fighting the good fight and laying hold on eternal life. Amen. God bless you guys. You've been listening to the Good Fight Radio Show brought to you by Good Fight Ministries. If you're blessed by this show and would like to partner with us, please consider visiting our Patreon page at patreon.com slash goodfight. Or you can write to us at P.O. Box 2202, Simi Valley, California, 93062. Or call us toll free at 1-866-JC-TRUTH. That's 1-866-528-7884. We hope you'll tune in next time on the Good Fight Radio Show.